All right, let's do it. Do you use NDVI maps for decision-making on farm? Well, in this episode, we introduce a new digital support tool that uses satellite NDVI maps for the early identification of Mallee seeps. Hi, I'm Tanya Morgan from MSF, and thanks to funding from the Murraylands and Riverland Landscape Board Grassroots Grant, MSF has been working with independent consultant Chris McDonough on a new tool that will help Mallee farmers find potential new seeps on their property and fix them before they become a problem. Take a listen. Great to have you in the studio, Chris. We've got some exciting new things to talk about with Mallee Seeps. Yes. So the good thing is that we started working with Mallee Seeps probably, I don't know, eight years ago and new, causing lots of problems in the Mallee environment. But over that time, we've done a lot of work and we now believe that we've basically got solutions to all Mallee Seep issues that will bring them at least back into some sort of production and sometimes right back into full production. It's very exciting. And today we're going to go through your key steps to managing Mallee Seeps, but we're also going to talk about something very new and very exciting that is about to be launched and it is called AgriSolve. But I'll save that for a bit later. Let's go through the steps. So the way that you recognise a Mallee Seep is basically the, driven by a perch water table. And so when you look at the a landscape and you can see there's uh, often at the bottom of a sandy rise or uh, an area where you can dig a hole and find a water table, then there's a real clear indication that you're dealing with a Mallee Seep. And a lot of this is outlined uh, under the Mallee Seeps decision tree, which is now uh, an interactive tool on the MSF website where you can look at a whole lot of things to work through that. Mm. Um, it's a great tool because it's where you can really personalise it to your own experience. You work through what sort of seep you have on your own farm. So encourage everyone to take a look. And there's also a lot of short videos with the farmers on their own places and how they've fixed smelly seeps. And so you can really identify with that. It talks about five key assessment questions you need to work through. The first, is it a Mallee seep and not dry saline land or magnesium country or regional groundwater salinity or creek line salinity because each of those forms have different ways of managing them because they're caused by different problems. But there's a really good animation on there that shows you what is a Mallee seep and how you actually identify whether it is a Mallee seep or not. And the key thing is, does it have a localised perch water table? So once you've identified that it is a Mallee seep, the next thing is to work out how big an area is actually under threat of salinization and where the excess water is coming from. Often you'll see, oh, I've got a scold here, but not realise that there's a perch water table that's under three or four or five times that area. And that's where this new tool we're talking about using NDVI imaging under this program called AgriSolve, is, it's really important because it allows you to look at these sites and identify those two things. How much bigger area is under threat, so therefore you need to treat a bigger area than perhaps you were planning before it suddenly goes out to more salinization. And the other thing is to really clearly identify where that excess water is coming through the system so that you know where to target your strategic management. And once again, like AgriSolve, it's one of those tools that you can personalize to your own situation. So it lets you pick your own farm 
and your own paddocks and start working through the process from there. Absolutely, yes. And the, the, the third stage of seed management is to work out what uh, stage of development the seed is at. If you can get onto it really early, there's a lot more options to be able to control and stop it becoming a bigger problem and turn it around quickly. Then it's really important to understand the water quality of the perch water table because if it's highly saline, then that means it's a bit more difficult to quickly get a turnaround of management. But if it's fresh water, like a lot of them are, then you can quickly bring it back to production. And the fifth step is to then, yeah, work out what you're going to do and look at all those management options that come through the MSF decision tree. Chris, what are the main aims of managing mallee seeps once you've identified that you have a mallee seep? The first thing is if you've got any bare scalded area, you need to try and get living soil cover over the top of it and that's what where we normally target things like Puxinalia or tall wheatgrass which is salt tolerant grass once you get that cover over these saline areas we find that probably after about 12 months that salty crusty layer on the surface starts to come back to health again but the second thing is to actually stop the inflow of excess water into those areas and to drink down that water table, dry it out. And often these days, the most practical tool we're seeing for that is by strategic strips of loosen around those areas. And we've got many examples that within 12 to 18 months, we've totally dried out water tables and started to bring stuff back into production. So those two steps again, get living cover, the bare areas, and then use strategies to use up the excess water and then you can really start to turn around the, the degradation of mallee seeps. It really is incredible some of the transformations we've seen at some of these sites, particularly some of these really big long-term sites that have been there. Um, it is amazing what people can do. You just need to keep at it. Yeah, but even also where you're identifying those early sites as well, before they get to the scald stage, that's really important because then you can actually keep doing your farming, but doing a few strategic things to stop that water accumulation and it's much easier. So you've actually worked all across South Australia and a little bit of Victoria as well. So you've worked with, how many farmers would you say you've worked with? Over 50 now managing seeps in all different forms of degradation and what's your success rate so far? Yes, that's correct. We've worked with many farmers from the West Coast to Victorian Mallee and New South Wales. Yes, we've generally always seen success where the farmers have been able to to implement those two aims. We always see a response and even we've brought stuff back even to full crop production as well in some instances. Something that we weren't quite sure we'd be able to achieve at the start of the project because a lot of people thought once you got really bad degradation, it was going to be hard to reverse, but that's not what we've found. Yeah, that's exactly right. And some areas, they do end up back as sort of a permanent pasture operator. That certainly suits some farmers' situation. And some really highly saline areas do take a number of years for the conditions just to get right for the salt-tolerant grasses to really establish. But when they do, it's just, it is quite remarkable. Out of all the sites that you've seen, which one has surprised you the most? The site that surprised me the most is probably one just south of Karunda, where uh, it was a bare scald historic site for probably 40 or 50 years, the farmer said. It's always been there. 
after 2016 it probably tripled in size and spread right across the paddock and for years I'd just been throwing out Paxinelia seed and just trying to get some establishment over that and then in 2022 just the season that was it just created the right environment for all those plants to grow and you just went from a bare white skull to a total green cover within within 12 months it was just quite amazing to see that and we did post some photos of that in our managing southern region soils facebook page and there was quite an excitable response <laughs> from some of the people in that group so we will continue to share those pictures but there's a lot of work that's gone into developing some of these decision support tools as well so we have got the mallee seeps decision tree and now we have got acrosolve as well which really taps into technology that's already out there but turns it into something that can help us with early seeps identification. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so what we're looking for is um, you, you basically go onto the site, you can choose your farm area, and then you focus in on the area where you're concerned about mallee seep happening. Um, and then what we're looking for in using the NDVI, uh, you click on images in that late spring, October, period where you see the rest of the crop or pasture dying off but these areas that are staying greener for longer because that's an indication that those crop roots or plant roots have their toes in a perch water table and so often we have a, a bare scold that might be say a half a hectare but you have this huge area which the NDVI shows up which might be three hectares and that's all land that will go out in time if nothing is done. And so then we can start to say, where is that water coming from that's feeding into that? And that's when, again, you use the uh, NDVI to maybe look at some September or August pictures in certain years. And you can start to say, oh, look, there's areas that it's just a gutless sand. It's not using water. And that's most likely what's feeding into this perch water table area or you pull back a bit on the area that you're looking at and you can see that it might be a flow and a chain of seeps or water flows that again show you okay this is where I need to target my high water use strategies whether it be a strip of loosen or some other means to then utilize that water to dry out the water table and then bring those areas back, stop them degrading and then bring them back into production. And there's one other thing that you can also tell the difference between what is dry saline land and or magnesia country from a mallee seep because a mallee seep will have these areas that grow more around the edges because of the water table. Whereas if it's just dry saline land, you don't get that. You just got a, a patch that's not growing, but there's no increased growth around it so again it's another way it's another tool for being able to properly identify the type of salinity that's causing the problem and therefore the most appropriate management to solve that problem a lot of work has gone into it we're so excited for its release and obviously lots of fine tuning still to happen as we keep developing these tools but amazing that people have got something out there that they can start using straight away. Thank you very much for joining us today, Chris, our favourite Mallee Seeps expert that we have on the show. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, well, if anybody's listening to this and still have questions about their own site, so just 
get in touch with MSF or get in touch with me and I'm happy to try and follow through to help you overcome your Mally Seeps issues. Fantastic. We'll put the links and the contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us. This project is brought to you by the Murraylands and Riverland Landscape Board Grassroots Grant. Thanks for joining us. If you want to hear more, like and subscribe to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Catch you later.